Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Catherine Ely. Now, she's a former attorney turned a licensed therapist and a recovering perfectionist. She helps you let go of perfection and get out of your own way so you can take action, reach goals, and love yourself. Now, today we're discussing how perfectionism holds us back in our personal lives, how perfectionism keeps us stuck and it sabotages our productivity in our business and how we can get out of our own way so we can stop trying to be perfect once and for all. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Amen. I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to connect with you and your audience today. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I agree. Now, just to get started with this whole thing, we are both recovering perfectionists. For years, I thought I was just a little particular in what I was trying to do. Then I realized I was just too busy trying to be perfect to stop to realize that I had a problem being perfect. (laughs) Yes, I completely understand that. I was 49 years old when I figured out what perfectionism was doing to me. I always called it type A personality or high achieving, but no, it was perfectionism fueled by anxiety. And it took me a really long time to figure that out. We use the term perfectionism loosely. Can you define for us what a perfectionist means? Yes, absolutely. So perfectionism is not just being high achieving and setting high goals. Perfectionism is setting unattainable goals that humans can't reach and then being critical of yourself when you don't reach the goals. So it's not exactly the first part of that definition that gives us so much trouble. It's the second part. It's the negative reinforcement and the beating up of ourselves after we don't reach the impossible goals that actually causes us so many problems in our personal and professional lives. Oh, yeah, you're so right. Where was it in your life that you decided enough is enough? I'm going to stop trying to be perfect. Oh, let me just tell you, I will never forget the day. So let me see if I can paint the picture. (laughs) I went back to school at 46 to obtain a master's in clinical mental health because I wanted to be a counselor. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I was almost at the very end of my program, two years and two thirds of a year. I only had one semester left and I was in my house on a Sunday doing what I do on Sundays, cooking for the week. And I just decided to scroll through my email in between stirring pots and checking the oven. And I saw this email from the supervisor in my, of my internship program. And it said, I, let me just say, when I got the email and I looked at it, I had to sit down. I felt like my heart completely stopped. 
After a second, I read the email and it basically says, you are going to have to speak to an auditorium full of educators in two days. Two days. <laughs> in two days. My first automatic thought as my heart started beating out of my chest was, I can't do that. That was what my brain told me first. It was because speaking in front of people to a crowd was my greatest fear. Before this, I had realized I had anxiety, but I didn't connect it with perfectionism and, and how my brain limited me. But I had been working through acceptance commitment therapy for myself and for my clients. So after my heart stopped pounding, I got in touch with my values, what was most important to me, which was becoming a licensed counselor and he helping others with anxiety, didn't know it was perfectionism yet. I got clear on those values. I went ahead, I wrote the speech, and I showed up two days later, walking up to the stage, heart pounding out of my chest, palms sweating, all of it. I got up on stage and I started speaking and I realized by the end of that presentation that my brain had been lying to me since just about birth. My brain had told me I couldn't speak in front of people. My brain had told me I'm not enough. I'm not interesting enough. I'm not pretty enough. I don't have enough personality. And I believed it. I absolutely bought into everything my perfectionist brain told me. And that day, at that moment, I realized that it had been lying to me. Oh, I wow. opened my mouth. Words came out. <laughs> I spoke. People listened. I didn't spontaneously combust. I didn't wither on stage. And it was at that moment that I really started digging into my perfectionism, how that created limiting beliefs and how that was holding me back my whole entire life. Oh, wow. I feel you so much. It's so freeing when you become aware and then you can be transparent and share with others what you've gone through and let them know you aren't alone and you've gone through it. And it's amazing because your life before you were an attorney. So you spoke in front of people, right? I did for a little while, but honestly, it gave me hives. I started out as a prosecutor in the DA's office and I would come home with hives. Like it was, I couldn't be, talk about a perfectionist nightmare. They would give me a file and tell me to go try, try the case. No preparation, no getting to talk to witnesses ahead of time. It was literally driving me crazy. So I didn't stay in that job for very long. But yes, that is, is how my career as an attorney began. And after that, I was no longer speaking in front of people. Like I just couldn't, I just couldn't make myself do it. And, and it was those thoughts about myself that, that hindered me in my performance as an attorney and in my life at, in general. I had an incredible life on paper, three amazing kids, a wonderful husband, a career, all of the stuff. But I wasn't happy and I was happy with them, but I wasn't happy with me right. because I felt like I wasn't enough no matter what I did. Wow. Okay. I get that. So how does perfectionism hold us back in our personal lives? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that question. <laughs> it holds us back in almost every 
aspect of our personal lives. So what happens with perfectionism is it often begins with the thought, I'm not enough, not smart enough, not funny enough, whatever, not enough. And that is why we set our unattainable standards because we believe in our own heads. If we reach those standards, then once and for all, we have proven to ourself and to everyone else that I am enough. I can say I am enough today. Yes. What really ends up happening is because we set the bar at this impossible to reach level, we necessarily fall short. When we fall short, we're proving to ourselves we aren't enough. So it lowers our self-esteem. It lowers our self-value, self-confidence, and raises the amount of criticism we heap on ourselves, which affects, you you start looking at it, every single aspect of our lives our relationships, how we show up in our relationships. If we don't value ourselves, we don't set boundaries so that we get treated the way we want to be treated. If we are a perfectionist that expects perfection out of others, everyone else in our life is always falling short of our expectations. Wow. It affects how we parent. I was always, this was, especially when I quit my job as an attorney to stay home for a while with my three kids, I made being a mom my job. Mm -hmm. That was the next thing that I needed to be perfect in. So I thought my job as a mother was to make things optimal for my children all the time to set them up to go out and succeed in the world. All that does is create anxiety for them. That is so deep and so real. I'm interested to know who else is thinking like this. So if you're listening in real time, please go to the IG stories at the Total Fit Boss Chick. And we're going to have this poll question. Is it difficult to stop trying to be perfect? Now, if you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Check the IG highlights for the responses and you'll be able to see the poll questions and weigh in yourself. Catherine, please share with us what the population of perfectionists are out there and please let us know what we could do to see if we are one. Yeah, absolutely. So it's way more than I first thought. So 30% of those in the general public are perfectionists. So almost one out of three in our country are perfectionists. Wow. 80% of gifted individuals are perfectionists. So gifted is considered, there are different levels of gifted, but anyone with an IQ of 115 or higher, 80% of you, four out of five are perfectionists. Wow. So the smarter you are, which I would imagine- The opposite. (laughs) Your audience is incredibly bright because of the content that you provide. Thank you. Yes, they are. They're wonderful. (laughs) So I'm thinking, quite a few of them would be perfectionists. And once again, there's that myth that perfectionism is a healthy motivator. We wear it like this sort of badge of honor. I'm a perfectionist. Yes. yes. What, what is actually true is it can lead to depression, anxiety, eating disorders, self-harm, and even suicide. So it's really important to figure out if you are a perfectionist. So here we go. I'm going to throw these statements out there and everybody, unless you're driving, raise your hand or say, yes, ma'am, if this resonates with you. Number one, you experience shame about your perceived shortcomings. Definitely used to. You find yourself often thinking about your imperfections, the parts of you that you need to fix. Also used to. 
you feel like you're not living up to your expectations. Now these can be your own societies or your families. You procrastinate as your to-do list grows swirling around in your head. Now I want to say a little extra about this. I have so many counseling clients that come in my door that call themselves lazy because they just can't seem to get started and get things done. But what I uncover through the process of counseling is they're not lazy. They're perfectionists. Perfectionism, mm. when you put that much pressure on yourself to do everything perfect the first time, you don't want to try. You're right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, if you're procrastinating, chances are you're a perfectionist, not lazy. Here's another one. You're constantly trying to prove your worth to others. That's the not enoughness coming out. You're consistently comparing yourself to others. This is a big one, especially right now with social media. The numbers are perfectionists are just growing with each subsequent generation in our society. And social media and comparison is having a lot to do with that. You're controlling in your relationships because you want to know what the outcome is going to be. You have trouble relaxing. You're always feeling like you should be doing something else, accomplishing something else. You're constantly feeling like a failure or falling short. And every time you turn around, someone has let you down or not lived up to your expectations. Now, how many of those do you identify with or did you used to identify with? I know I could raise my hand to several of those. And that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation because looking at those things, I just thought, hey, I had high expectations, not knowing that it is actually not just damaging myself, but it it damages those around me because I expect so many things that or I expected, I'm so glad to say expected, so many things that were actually not obtainable. Do you have to have all of those checked yes in order to be a perfectionist? What's the number? There is not a particular number because it can show up differently. I have a quiz and a free course about it, but I would say the more that you check on the list, the more of a problem it probably is in your life. And there are three different kinds of perfectionists. They're self-oriented which is strong motivation to be perfect, setting the unrealistic standards for yourself, focusing on flaws or past failures. All of that has to do with you being a perfectionist yourself. It's socially prescribed perfectionism if we believe others expect us to be perfect. Mm. Then there's the other oriented where we have the unrealistic expectations of others. You can be all three, you can be two, you can be just one. It, the combination just depends on the individual. Gotcha. This is good stuff. Don't you guys think this is great stuff? Give her a thumbs up wherever you are. <laughs> great stuff, Catherine. So many of us are entrepreneurs and you are an entrepreneur yourself and you're also a podcaster and you're managing your podcast in perfect thriving. How can perfectionism sabotage productivity in our business? Oh my gosh, how long do you have? It keeps us playing safe, staying in our comfort zone. So perfectionism really crushes our risk-taking, our creativity, and our ambition. There is an internal survey that they did at Hewlett-Packard, that big computer company, and the study was very revealing. It showed that women only apply for promotions when they meet 100% of the qualifications Whereas men applied when they met 50% of the qualifications. What does that tell us? I think they have to be perfectly qualified 
for a job before they're willing to take action. Whereas men just think, yeah, I got some of it, so let me try. So if we're wondering why men are getting ahead and why women might not be getting promoted as they should, I would say that is a big portion of it. It's because we're not stepping forward and seeing the opportunities and taking the opportunities that are there for us to take. That is huge. Now, Catherine, research says that perfectionism is at an all-time high and it's raising. We've got different things like TV, movies, and now, of course, social media that has just petrified so many of us to even try. How do we get past it all and and just say, you know what, forget it. I'm going to go for it. I don't have to be perfect. How do we get past it all? I think the the first thing that you do is to quit looking at external sources and look inward. I know that when I went through acceptance commitment therapy for myself, and I know how much this helps my client, is to be very focused and very clear on what I value in all of the eight domains in my life, every big area of my life. I am clear on exactly what is most important to me. When I focus on that, it drives my decisions. Every decision is easy because I know what's most important. I've done my prioritize. I don't have to prioritize based on individual decisions. So it takes a lot of the pressure and the guesswork out. So I look internally, am I doing, am I focused on what's most important to me? The second thing I do that is very helpful with perfectionism for myself and for my clients is I base my actions on what I value. So I'm taking action always toward what is important to me, not action away from what is important to me. When I see what my values are and what my actions need to be, I set my goals in line with those actions, whether they're goals for my personal life, goals for my business, goals for anything, any part of my life. I make sure that my goals line up with my values because that way my actions are always taking me closer to my goals. Then, and this is key right here for perfectionists, when I set my goals, they can be lofty. They can be high. I can shoot for the moon. But when I set those goals, I'm going to reverse engineer and figure out all of the little tiny steps that it's going to take for me to reach those goals. Then I focus on the steps and let go of the goals. This process-focused way of going about achieving my goals takes the perfectionism and the pressure off of it and helps me live my process and pat myself on the back at the end of every day for just living the process. And it's no longer about specific results anymore. Oh, without a doubt, because eventually, as long as you're following and trusting the process, you will get to your goal as long as you're sticking with it. But sometimes we just want to look so far beyond that we start losing sight and think we can't do it because we overwhelm ourselves. So perfectionists, we jump to the end result and we see this big, huge mountain that we have to climb to get there. And we will just tell ourselves, nope, I don't have time. I can't do that. But if we see the mountain, don't focus on the mountain. Think about the path and the number of steps that it's going to take to get to the mountain. Take the mountain out of the equation. You can then easily take that first step, which is the hardest one to take. 
Oh, I completely agree. I am so happy to invite you into our mentoring moment segment. Now, this is where I ask you just to give a little bit more of yourself to go deeper into what you can bring just individually from your own backgrounds, because many of us don't have mentors to ask questions. I'm just going to fire off one thought provoking question and give us some of your wisdom because we're excited to have it. What advice would you give to someone who feels like giving up? Oh, that is such a, a great question. And I could answer it 20 different times on 20 different days. But what I would say is, especially for pe- perfectionists, is start before you feel like you're ready. What our brains do. So our brains are here to keep us safe, keep us alive. The problem is that our brains have not evolved as quickly as society has evolved. So our brains are consistently trying to keep us safe in situations where it doesn't need to. So it's not just trying to keep us safe from physical harm. It's trying to keep us safe for psychological and emotional harm. So that is why our brain is always trying to keep us in our comfort zone. It's always saying, you can't do this, or you're not ready yet. For perfectionists, it's you must, you must do more, you must learn more before you ever take action. And that is the biggest way that our mind keeps us stuck in our comfort zone. And if we don't step out of our comfort zone into an area which we're completely uncomfortable, we're not gonna grow, we're not gonna thrive personally or in our businesses. So don't listen to your brain when it's trying to protect you from your own growth. And I would say you are going to have to act before you're ready. That's the other thing. Your brain is going to tell you you have to feel ready before you can take action. What I'm saying is you have to take action, then feel ready. You will never feel 100% ready to take that leap outside of your comfort zone. You have to have belief in yourself encouraged to take that leap, then you will gain the confidence and feel ready for the next leap. I love it. That is great advice, guys. Hey, I know everybody wants to know how they can access the freebie that Catherine mentioned before. So Catherine, please give us that information. Oh, absolutely. I will give you two different ways to find it. You can go to imperfectthriving.com and there will be a button near the top of the page offering my free progress over perfection course. All you have to do is enter your email and there are five bite-sized videos where I walk you through it. Look for the link in the show notes. All you have to do is click it. Catherine, you have been a wealth of knowledge. I've had the best time. Thank you so much. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.